Welcome to Stoner Chicks Podcast, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Phoebe Richards. And I'm Grace Penzel. Thank you all for joining us. It is so good to see all of you. <laughs> Through the microphone. <laughs> Fabulous. I wanted to tell you guys, like, earlier this evening, I got too high for the first time in a long time. And it was right before my Zoom yoga class that I take. And I, I like to take a, I like to smoke a little bit before I do yoga, but not too much, because then I get so in my head and sometimes I'll just like freeze and be thinking well this is what happened tonight I I kept freezing and just like getting so lost in my thought that I would get really behind everybody um so that's where I was at but my I'm so glad I don't have my video or my audio turned on for those classes because I I got the giggles because my yoga teacher said the most stoner thing imaginable and it got me she goes you are a radical being in space-time, and you are powerful. And I laughed really hard. <laughs> I love it. But you are a radical being in space-time. Yeah, of course. I, I loved it, but it just got, it made me laugh. I was like, wow. <laughs> but yes, you're right. I am a radical being in space-time. It's just space-time. It wasn't space-time blank or just space-time. Yes, just FaceTime. Space and you are powerful. Are you on FaceTime or Pacific Central? Oh, <laughs> I forgot to set my clock back to FaceTime. <laughs> to FaceTime. I always miss that one. <laughs> <laughs> is FaceTime just. Well, time is a construct, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So is FaceTime just the absence of a, a structure? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> No, because well, yeah, or space. Yeah, maybe it's like oh, it's like you know, how you say like you're on island time when you go to Hawaii <laughs> or something. Maybe that's what space time is. Like you're up in space, you're in space time, man. Like if you're an astronaut, like floating around, like oh, what day is it? <laughs> it's space time. We don't, we don't pay attention. <laughs> I always thought it was because like space time continuum. In my mind, that's like space and time next to each other, moving along. It's just like, but that's that's not right either. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> Can anyone explain space time continuum? Is it is it like at any given point we are in a space and a time? I and like think as we move on, this might be totally wrong. I might be pulling this out of my butt. But it sounds right. I think what it is is because space is ever expanding. It's like the continuum of ever expanding space, right? So we're, it's always getting larger and larger and larger as light travels, right? I don't I'm know. fine with that. That sounds good to me. <laughs> I will accept that. That is absolutely that is absolutely good. Um, I'm glad that your yoga teacher said that, Kayla. She's no, very awesome. that type, and I, that's why I like her. I had her as my teacher before the pandemic, and so I'm still continuing to take classes from her. So yeah, anyway, that's, those are the types of things she says. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, I guess it's time to talk about the movie that we watched, right? Is it time for Stoner Movie Book Club? <gasps> Stoner Movie Book Club. 
This week was a fun one. Uh, well, they're always fun. But this week we watched the 2007 comedy Smiley Face starring Anna Ferris, the delightful Anna Ferris, who I adore very much. Uh, in the movie, she plays Jane, a pretty unambitious actress living in L.A. All she really seems to care about is smoking weed, eating chips, and her bed that she just spent all her money to buy. Jane is terrified of her roommate, but still eats all of his pot cupcakes, even though there's a note on them that says, do not eat these, Jane. This makes her ridiculously high and sets her off on a series of incredibly bad decision-induced adventures all around LA, where her baked paranoia is mostly her own worst enemy. Uh, This generally is considered the only true stoner comedy led by a female i'm hoping we will prove wrong that there's many others but as far as being like a really straightforward in the genre of stoner comedy starring a female this is the only one i know of same it felt like it hit all the the stoner movie cliches yeah for sure yeah i um i had never seen it but it was one of the movies phoebe that you referenced when we first all four of us got together as a in live in person uh improv group and you were like okay so we've got broad city and then there's smiley face but there's not that many other things kind of exactly what i said behind this so uh I'm ha- I've, I watched it for the first time, so I'm happy to have seen it and finally understand. This was my third time viewing, and I'm very curious. What's y'all's opinions? This was my second time viewing, and the first time I saw it, I was 24, I think, and I'm 30 now, so it's been a while. Um, but I did not like it the first time I watched it, and I, I liked it. I appreciated it more this time. I think the first time I watched it, I was just, like, living... <laughs> what she was living like I didn't have a full-time job I was going on random auditions I was smoking a lot of weed um and I think I felt called out by it and she's portrayed (laughs) as (laughs) uh, she's portrayed as so dumb but I realized this time around she's consumed hundreds of milligrams of weed or grams she's eaten so many edibles by accident and that's why she's so dumb um and i thought the first time around that i was like i don't think a stoner wrote this but now watching it again i think a stoner definitely wrote this because it did illustrate what it's like to be too high pretty well i i kind of i thought Maybe if it's like a converted stone, I kind of thought it was like an very anti-pot at the end of the day, a little bit. Um, Okay, cool. Because I kind of, I think that's part of what I picked up the first time. mm -hmm. Um, They don't, she's not a functional stoner in this movie. She's very, and she's having the most stressful day possible. She's too high and having everything's going wrong. Um, And it made me feel a little stressed. Um, at times. I was just going to say is that one Christmas um, I was staying at this really fun cabin on Vashon with a bunch of my friends and I woke up in the middle of the night around like two in the morning, went to the bathroom and then went into the kitchen and I found this bag of cookies and it was in this like Christmas cellophane bag and it had like little candy canes on it and it had all different types of little cookies in there. It looked like an assortment of cookies and so I ate one and I was like these are pretty good and I ate like 
probably like six or seven of them. Oh my God. That's exactly what happens to her in the movie. (laughs) And then I went to bed and like 45, I don't know how long, it was probably about 45 minutes to an hour later, I remember just like jolting awake from my my sleep and going, why do I feel this way? I I felt super baked, but I didn't, what I remember doing is like, it took me about a couple minutes to figure out what happened. I was like, I clearly ate pot cookies. But yeah, I don't remember feeling as stupid as Anne Ferris looked. But <laughs> I mean, I believe that since Cheech and Chong are kind of the like originators of the stoner comedy, that really set the path that I do think, I mean, it's one thing that makes Broad City pretty different. I do think the stoner comedy in general is about a very heightened people being really dumb. But yes, there's like a sort of surrealism almost to Smiley Face in a way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's So the first time I saw it, I didn't like it that much either. I was about 25 or 26, I think. And um, I remember having the same where I was like, this is anti-weed in the end. And she's just so dumb. And I also think it being the first time I'd ever seen a female stoner comedy, it almost made me be really critical because it wasn't what I wanted it to be. And yes, so, that's. I think it's exactly what happened yeah. to me. I was like, "Oh, the first woman-led stoner movie," and she's so dumb. Like she's not portrayed in a great what light. What male stoner uh-huh. comedies do you think they're portrayed smart? I think that yes, male-led stoner comedies they are dumb, but I think she is also like a jerk (laughs) basically Mm -hmm. I I think that there's layering of her character where there's you're not on her side really like me personally like I never felt like I was in it with her it felt more like a horror movie where you're like no don't open that door yeah Um, or a bad dream (laughs) yeah um I just I I do I think that the movie did her dirty it's Funny, because I find it probably my favorite of her performances, maybe after... She was great. Anna Ferris did a great job. Yeah, maybe after Lost in Translation. That might be my favorite performance of hers. But the second time I watched it would have been a few years after I saw it. And it was because I actually ended up... um, I realized one day that it was directed by this director. The director of the movie is named Greg Araki. And he... most of his films are incredibly dark and he's also considered a queer director so most of his movies are pretty queer or about like uh, open relationships uh, polyamory Um, and so once I and he he made this uh, movie called Mysterious Skin I saw that's amazing starring uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt but it is like one of the darkest most depressing movies I've ever seen and so after I saw it somehow someone mentioned how he directed Smiley Face right after it and I was like, this guy directed Smiley Face? And it kind of blew my mind. And so then I rewatched Smiley Face with like kind of more of a like seeing him as a certain kind of director. And then it was just a totally different movie for me. Um, and I think it was partly the second time I watched it, I no longer was like, I want it to be this thing for me. I want it to fulfill this thing in me. I was just more watching it because I was interested. And then I actually saw him uh, speak once uh, during the film festival here and Ben, my partner, asked him if he was ever going to make another stoner comedy like Smiley Face, and he laughed, and he was like, oh, I don't really smoke weed, 
but he said it was no i see i knew <laughs> he it. said it was that he had just done uh mysterious skin and it was so dark and he was looking for something really funny and he read the script for smiley face and he said he couldn't stop cracking up out loud which he never does when he reads scripts so he directed mm-hmm. it uh and he knew he wanted anna ferris like from the beginning but yeah so many of his other films are i mean most of his other films while very campy at times are so dark and demented and often very like sexually violent and like lots of like over the top stuff um i sort of now think it's funny that even him when he goes light there's this heavy ending (laughs) where the consequences are somewhat harsh but she also does break a lot of laws throughout the movie so (laughs) yeah i think that that was another thing that was hard for me is like most stoner comedies the people you know fuck up and get in crazy situations but in the end things generally like still work out or there's some sort of um character arc where they learn a lesson or something and i i don't feel like she learned a lesson um so it was hard it was hard for me Mm -hmm. some of the funniest moments for me were um john krasinski's character once he was introduced this guy that had this huge crush on her um, I laughed really hard during the montage of him staring at her over all the times uh, he was in her apartment uh, with her roommate. Um, but she treats him like like garbage. And those were the moments where I was like, oh, she is a, kind of a jerk. She's being so mean to this John Krasinski guy who just wants to help her. See, I kind of thought it was funny that in the movie, a lot of the guy, there's her roommate who's terrifying. She's terrified of her roommate. And then a lot of the other guys have this, like, sort of lustfulness for her. There is a lot of them fantasizing about sexual situations with her. And she is, I love that her character's thing is she's constantly like, this isn't my boyfriend. I'm not going to be your girlfriend. Uh, And then in the scene where Mm -hmm. she, um, there's a guy who's fantasizing, John Cho is in it, and he's fantasizing about having sex with her. And then she's just fantasizing about being in her bed, like, all comfortable. Um, I really like that. And then there's the scene where, like, the female motorcyclist comes up and just, like, picks her up. And it's, like, one of the only people that actually just act- helps her. See, And there's sort of this fantasy element. And that's where I was like, oh, there's still sort of that queer. There's something kind of queer in there, which makes sense from the director. Steph, how do you think it measured up to your experience of being really high on weed cookies did it did it it ring true did it ring true to you there were there were parts of it that ring true honestly the two girls and never going back their edible experience when they were going to work resonated more with me than anna ferris's over the edibles but like i can't imagine eating as many edibles as she ate so because i only had like seven little cookies i didn't have like whole ass cupcakes 12 of them um, so I don't know, but I like, I don't know. I feel like I haven't sat down and tried to get as high as I possibly could. So I don't know what I would act like. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a heightened <laughs> surrealist film. That's what I would yeah. say. I don't think it's really based in reality per se. I really enjoyed Anna Ferris's performance in it though, regardless. And yeah. amazing soundtrack. I did too. I love the soundtrack oh, yeah. of this movie and I love the opening credit sequence, the animated opening credit sequence. Yes, and then it goes right into the shot of her on the Ferris wheel, which was a great shot when she's having these high thoughts, and there's, like, some man narrating her high thoughts. I thought that was a great moment. Yeah. What yeah, do yeah. we want to rate this movie? I'm going to go ahead and give it four out of five stars, but that's me tilting it towards 
rating it based on being a stoner comedy. Same. It is a pretty cookie cutter stoner comedy, so I'll also give it a four out of five. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I was gonna say the exact same thing. I feel like it checked all the boxes, and so yeah, solid four to five. In terms of stoner comedy, you know what? Just blanket. I'll give it a three, three out of five. There we go. As a stoner comedy qualifying. (laughs) (laughs) And now, maybe now it's time for Stephanie's high thoughts. Yeah, let's do my high thoughts. And I was just gonna say, I got my first very ever. High thought um, emailed to me by um, a fan. Who's our fan? I'm going to pull it up. (laughs) I'm going to call Ben a fan. I'm sure he will love that. (laughs) He's actually a good friend, um, but uh, uh, he emailed stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com with a couple of his high thoughts. And I, I thought I'd lead off with one of... One of his that I thought was really good. So, um, sorry, did I... he say, "Dear Stephanie"? Um, oh, I believe shit, he did. He did. Oh, Ben. Good job, Ben. Oh, ben. Good, good job, job ben. ben. So, um, this was one of his high thoughts that he had that I really liked. I don't. Uh, you guys know me long enough. You'll know that I love animal high thoughts. So he brought, I think, a really good one. He has a couple animal high thoughts actually, but I'll give this one. And it says. Um, if you lay down in the grass and make an imprint, do the ants meditate and bring crystals to the crop circle you made? <laughs> I thought that was super cute. Do you think any other species besides human worships crystals? Interesting. Like, what kind of creature do you think would worship crystals? A unicorn. Maybe. <gasps> or maybe like a raccoon. <laughs> a raccoon or a squirrel <laughs> are those the crazy like co2 vents in the bottom of the ocean that are like super high up or they're nitrous vents or something like that and they have like crazy shrimp that can like sustain Ooh. the heat and live down there or something i you yeah. think they worship crystals <laughs> i don't know like a shrimp <laughs> yes the, the religion of shrimp is crystals <laughs> i don't know if like crystals form on the on the vents and if crystals formed on the vents, like what if they are they lived in the crystals? I don't know. I could see dolphins worshiping crystals. Yeah. Did you play Echo the Dolphin <laughs> on Sega Genesis back in the nineties? Because nope. you didn't. Because I'm surprised. Because there was a bunch of freaking crystals in the ocean that you had to collect as Echo the Dolphin. So I feel like I've just probably anyway. seen a lot of like posters of dolphins and crystals. You know, that sort of art, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like, just sort of. Oh, yeah, like Lisa Frank or like in your dentist's office. Like the stuff that, yeah, like I feel like it's inspired like by Lisa Frank, but it's more new agey. Like that's the style I had in my head. It's, it's like in a thin gold frame and it's like turquoise in color and it's got like dolphins that are kind of like making the affinity sign, infinity sign, and there's crystals all around them. <laughs> it's a pretty funny image thinking of ants. In a human dent in the grass, thinking it's like a crop circle. Like, what? What could this come from? But like, I feel like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But then we woke up just one day, came out of their ant farm or their ant hill, and we're like, holy, holy crap, what's this? <laughs> uh, and maybe there's like little crumbs that came out of the pocket from your imprint, and so they even get some food out of it. So it's like, oh shoot, this is actually good for us like ants. The- oatmeal cream pie in honey i shrunk the kids exactly and <laughs> did you know when that ant sacrificed 
his little ant life for that kid? Do you know whose eyes were absolutely weeping? <laughs> yeah. Mine. Mine. <laughs> it was um, a sad part. It was sad. It was yeah. really sad. I still have memories um, of that. That feeling. I actually have another another high thought. I have yeah, I have a couple that are really good ones. I have I'm trying to choose because I can't do all of them today. I know I, I can save them for later. You should definitely use to your time of... to discuss how hard it is to pick which one to do because you <laughs> don't have time. Yeah, I know. Okay, how about this one? Um, uh, when, uh, if you, if you, uh, if a vampire, you know, falls asleep and you draw a dick on their face, they'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, of course, they have vampire friends that tell them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if there's someone who's like, hey, you got a dick on your face. would be more but then, likely made. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... Oh I thought that was... I thought that was good. I thought that was pretty I always funny. wondered that about, like, in, like, Buffy. Because I was a huge Buffy fan. Like, how do Spike and Angel look so put together? Like, their hair looks gelled. Like, what are they... How? They can't They've see never their seen what they look like since they became vampires. Maybe they hire stylists. Yeah. <laughs> what about the what about the Cullenses though, or whoever the um, oh the Twilight Ed, Ken, Edwards the, fam in Twilight? Can they see their the forks? I'm not sure on that canon. Do we? Do any of us know? Uh, I, I never should know, but I don't. I, sh- I never. They're all. I know they glitter in the night, in the or sun. they glitter in the sunlight, and they glitter. <laughs> they glitter in the night. There's one thing Stephanie definitely knows about Twilight, and that's that they glitter in the night. (laughs) They glitter in the night, and they're also vegans. That, I don't know. Mormons? I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember if they see. I did read, for some reason, I read all the books. I hate read them. I hated them, but I read them all, and I also read them all. No memory. The mere part. Me either. Maybe they do each other's hair. like a circle and they're all just like braiding each other's hair <laughs> i mean because they can see each other right so i guess they would see the dick drawn on each other's face you wouldn't need a human to tell them they got a dick on their face i watched awesome. a couple episodes of true blood those vampires are super horny yeah i think that's the trope of vampires right they they fuck it's like a lot. yeah it's like they suck they blood people they're super horny and they really like Space Jam. I, I don't know if vampires have PIV sex, though. They seem to get off just from the biting, right? Have we seen? Have you ever seen vampires have PIV sex? Yeah, True Blood, they do a lot of sex on the True Blood. It's like Game of Thrones, but with vampires in Louisiana. Okay, well, I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got... Oh my god, I'm trying to decide between... These last two, um, but one, you know what? Heck it. I'll save one for next time. I'm going to do another bug one because it really made me, it's been making me laugh all week since I read it. <laughs> and I, this one comes from, anyway, uh, a subreddit. Honey is the tastiest of all the bug vomits. Oh. <laughs> Honey is Do they vomit, vomit it? They don't vomit it. Yes. Or is it made from their it's, vomit? It's, I think they... I, you know what? I'm like not sure, but I know that it comes out of their vomit. mouth. Huh? So the honeycombs just get filled up by them going. Yeah. Bleh, bleh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but we that's don't know what how fly I understand vomit it. tastes like. We Maybe don't it tastes good. Know. 
Maybe it's oh delicious. God. Have you seen the movie The of Fly? Course. Because it's one of my favorite favorite horrors. Because <laughs> yeah. his vomit just like that's it. Just he like, vomits on like that guy's acid. hand. Well, I think it is acidic. Yeah. acidic, aesthetic, yeah. aesthetic. Oh gosh. Well, because it has digestive <laughs> digestive juices in it. Oh god. And, and honey is like antibacterial. I think like it's hard. It, you can just leave it out it takes care of it's like i just learned on my birthday actually which was last weekend uh i just learned that figs in order for a fig to be a fruit a wasp has died in it that's what makes it a fruit and i never knew that what every fig you eat has at least one dead wasp that has been absorbed into it and made it the fruit isn't that wild so that's why it tastes like that (laughs) i actually don't like figs (laughs) i don't really know what they taste like that well they're delicious I and sweet. Love bug facts. Bug love bug facts. facts. Just love them. I could if oh, okay. Want to send bug facts? Dear Stephanie, Stoner t- Pod Chicks, Stoner Chicks Podcast at Gmail dot com. Just and you can title it Bug Facts. Dear Stephanie would love it. Just saying. Right. <laughs> we'll do a new Dear segment Stephanie. called Bug Facts. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm wondering. What you smoking? What you smoking? And I'll answer. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Phoebe, what are <laughs> you smoking? Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, well, I actually am not smoking this in the moment because I finished it off this morning in my wake and bake. Uh, but I've been smoking it for the last five days and I really liked it. It's lemon sorbet is the strain. And something I've learned in my years mm. of smoking, I really like lemon undertones in weed. That's one of my faves. Uh, So the lemon sorbet, it's by a farm called, or growers called Gabriel Cannabis. And I tried to do some research on them and it was all sort of boring, but I did learn that they (laughs) cure, all of their weed is cured for two weeks in cedar boxes. I don't really know what that means other than it's kind of bougie, but also I was like, that's cool. And maybe that's why it tastes so good. I've never heard of that. Is that, is that like the new oak barrel, but for weed? I think it must that be. Like it's the oak barrel is. for weed. <laughs> sounds yummy. I'll uh, I'll start looking into if that's it's more common or not, and I'll get back to you. If it's like a fad. Hmm. Yeah, I'm interested. Please do report will. back. I would be very. I'll start calling places and be that. like, "What kind of boxes do you cure your weed in?" <laughs> How about Grace? What oh are you gosh. smoking? Um. So I'm smoking. I'm smoking a bunch of stuff, but what? I'm really excited about right now, or that is especially relevant in my life, is CBD tincture. Mm. And so I might have, have I mentioned this already before? Anyway, I'm adjusting to having an IUD. And so I've been having really bad cramps pretty constantly. And I historically have bad cramps. Um, so I discovered in Seattle a tincture that I really loved. It's by Fairwinds. And they have it a uh, 20 to 1 ratio, so really high ratio CBD. And that stuff saved my life. It's like a little bit pricey, but genuinely the best for pain. And then in Santa Fe, I've found a nice 10 to 1 ratio CBD. And you just, uh, if you get the oil based kind, you just plop it under your tongue and it absorbs right into your body. And it's great. So that is my recommendation for anyone who's dealing with 
pain in general, but for me, cramps specifically. That's great. Oh, actually, I'm going to have to look for that. The one yeah. stuff in Seattle. Fairwinds, baby. Fairwinds. Got it. Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, that has been another episode of Stoner Chicks. Thank you all for listening. We love you. Love you. Yay. Bing, bang, boom. Get baked. Thank you for listening to the Stoner Chicks podcast. We want to thank our editor, Shari Junko, the composer of our theme music, Jessica Damari, and Ben Redder and AJ Dent for creating our rad cover art. Email us your high thoughts at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stonerchickspodcast. Stoner Chicks.